world. Once again, this is Starship Podcast Warlock. My name is Drew. My name is Jeff. And we are at the end of our AbFab run, at least our first run for now. I mean, who knows what could happen in the future, but for the moment, this is the end of of the episodes we're going to be doing. Uh, And the end, in this case, means the end of Series 3. So we're on the very last episode of Series 3 of AbFab. Which is uh, called the end. (laughs) Yes, well, how convenient. Um, Even though there are uh, three seasons and change after it. Uh, and and hey. several specials. I mean, you know, a yes. one-off special that, that was the change. Not a one-off special. Yeah, I mean, actually, you know, it's funny. I was thinking that, uh, you know, if we come back and do this, uh, we're just mirroring AbFab itself, and that feels somewhat good uh, point. appropriate. Yes, I love it. Good, Thank you. Good, uh, good looking out. I don't know what Thank that you. means, but it sounded good. Um, I'm streets ahead. <laughs> streets ahead. Um, this is... Uh, the final episode of a season, and as is traditional, um, we ramble a lot less at the beginning of it, uh, and talk a little bit more at the end of it about our feelings about the series as a whole, uh, and our rankings of the episodes in the series, uh, which as always has been kind of difficult, but, you know, we take on the hard jobs here at Starship Podcast Warlock. We, you know, we're here for you, listener. Who doesn't I'm here like for me personally, things. but... but yeah, uh, Jeff is here for Jeff, uh, but yeah. I'm here for you, listener, singular. Um, yeah, so I, I guess we're just going to get right into it. Uh, it, it. Did you have anything else you wanted to say as prelude, Jeff? No, I think, I think we shall save it for the epilogue. Very well. Uh, so, it, it, this has been a very short segment, uh, but you know what? Let's just go right into it. Why not? No musical interlude. We're just going to get into it. Two-part episode. Here we go. So before we start this episode, uh, I should let you know that we have discovered that uh, depending on where you're watching it, for example, Hulu, there may be a recap of the previous, the last scene of the previous episode at the beginning of your, uh, your edition of it uh, on the DVD. Which I believe is how it originally aired. I remember that. Yeah, you know, I kind of do too. I, I seem to remember Don't Count On It Babe being said more than once. Mm-hmm. I like have a that. badly decaying videotape version of it, so I'd, I'm, I can almost <laughs> pull it up. But, uh... um, so I guess in a way this is for my benefit since on, on the DVD I don't have that. Uh, so we are going to start at the beginning of the credits as normally would happen. So if you want to watch that recap, um, you can hit pause now, watch it, and then pause uh, at the beginning of the actual episode where the credits begin. And judging by uh, Hulu, it seems to be the 23-second mark is when the uh, credits actually start. Look at that. Uh, Jeff says he's just here for himself, but I think he might be here a little bit for you too, listener. Uh, Anyway... uh, what we will do now is, of course, count down from three, two, one, play. And then when I say play, we'll all hit play at the same time. Are you ready, Jeff? Yes. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. This looks like this should be some other sitcom. I know. 
I mean, I don't think we've seen things happening behind the credits before. That's kind of cool. She's gonna make it after all. Uh-huh. As I recall... <laughs> for some reason I thought that was going to be Don French hi Ben <laughs> sand play yeah that's exactly the word I focused on too and also not with you <laughs> This is kind of a flea baggish bit right here. Oh, that's funny. I imagine Phoebe Waller Bridge is a AbFab fan. I can see that. Weirdly, Adina seems more at home than <laughs> Fleabag did. Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm not sure I remembered that part. I definitely did not. I clearly blocked that out. Oh, it's Josie Lawrence. That's who it is. Oh. I mainly remember from the British Who's line. <laughs> but when he takes the antlers off he is not dictating <laughs> She's chanting as we speak. It sounded like they were chanting the Abfab theme. <laughs> Wheels on fire. 
It's almost Roseanne, Rosanna Dana-ish. It sounded like Mo a little bit, too. Well, yes. <laughs> I forgot about that line. That's a beautiful line. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Forgot about this. Oh, no. <laughs> It is Mo.
It's it's fun to see who's dominant in that magazine room mm-hmm. between Magda and Patsy and the other people. And how different it is from London. Mm-hmm. The attitudes. But it's interesting that Magda seems to be making it and Patsy isn't. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> Hey, Patsy had to go smoke outside. Yeah. oh thank you patsy (laughs) thank you patsy dear I wonder what the audition was like for this part. (laughs) She's trying not to crack up, I think. song
<laughs> One of my favorite lines. Yeah, okay, I forgot about series. that line. <laughs> Is she wearing Eddie's jacket? It must be. <laughs> Drunk shopping. chrysalis Scampers off. That does feel like a Don French part. It does. Twelve score oxen in the same field. Makes me think of the beginning of Airplane. Oh, yeah. ADR is so much easier if you can't see their lips moving. The way Glenn Miller played. Oh, she's so happy to see her. We're on New York. Let's do a whole bunch of location shooting. <laughs> right. And I mean, they're and already in New York for the, uh, for the first episode, so I wonder if they yeah. filmed both of those at the same time. Oh, maybe. 
Plus they had budget left over for the helicopter. That's the amazing part. They can't say it. <laughs> That's pretty good. I remember that taking me a moment the first time. Yeah. It's a thinker.
<laughs> Oof. Very good. That can't be the end of it, can it? Can it? trying to see if any of the other actors were people that I recognized and nope John Record wait for it I'm waiting for it <gasps> there's more <laughs> not sold in any store now this is just in one parallel of the universe you understand Keep in mind, 25 years later would be just about now. Oh, God. Teeth. <laughs> I like that Grand looks exactly the same. So this.
<laughs> Seatbelt. They just leave it there. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's one of the reasons why it kind of makes me sad that they continued on after this, mm -hmm. because that feels like the perfect coda. It is. Well, hold that thought. We will come back after a musical break and discuss this episode before we get into mm -hmm. the whole thing. All right, we are back from seeing The End, which is the last episode of Series 3 of AbFab. <laughs> so close to saying Blackadder. When will that stop? Uh... So Black before fab. we talk, before we talk uh, ab fatter, before we talk about uh, the series as a whole and do our ranking thing, let's talk about this episode. Um, I have to say I had forgotten pretty much all of it, um, oh, really? except for isolated bits, like one of my favorite lines in the series, which is "Oh, for heaven's sake, you." you your roach is too tight and your paper's too loose. Um, <laughs> which makes me so happy. Um, yeah, but I had forgotten the, like a lot of the rest of it. Go it also ahead. has, of course, uh, it's me, Poe. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yes, that's right. The, was that the first appearance of Hi, Hi, Hi? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can never remember whether they call her Mo or Bo, but it sounds like it doesn't matter because her name is Bo Mo Chrysalis. Yeah, well, it's it's Bo, but the actress's name is Mo Gaffney, hence... Uh, yes, but her middle name is... The character's correct. middle name is Mo. Yes. Yes. Um, so, both are correct. Ish. Um, yeah. So, I, I thought this was fabulous. Um, <laughs> it's like the previous one. It, it is a little bit of a roller coaster because you, you know, you, of course you get all of them out of water flopping around uh as fish well not all of them i suppose not saffy necessarily and not gran so just i'm adina and patsy well i mean they, they have the reverses i mean the fact that mm -hmm. uh, that you know gran couldn't stay out of the house and ends up uh ends up uh passed out and arrested 
and using up credit cards. Uh, her, yes. <laughs> uh, Eddie's credit cards. And Safi uh, <laughs> manages to, you know, they manage to alienate the entire common room. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, although, you know, in a way, I almost wish that was before the, the other scene. I, I wish, because then, then you get the idea that they're all kind of, you know, why did Safi show up back? Well, she showed up back there possibly because of Grant, I suppose. But, um, but uh, you know, um, the fact that they're all separated and living different lives and, and none of them can actually, uh, you know, in some ways none of them can actually hack it and they all end mm-hmm. up back together at the end and, and pulled back is, uh, is kind of a, uh, kind of a brilliant thing. And it's funny because, you know, the episode is not, you know, if they'd done this later on, maybe they would have gone for an extra size episode, but in this case they don't. So they, they stick to some crucial scenes and they, mm-hmm. in some cases, you know, we don't even see the bit where they, um, it, it feels like the action occasionally jumps ahead and we miss a couple of scenes, which I think is good as an abbreviation, but it's interesting. It's because of the fact, okay, great, they're home and there's still a whole bunch of the episode left to go, but that's so they could put on the whole coda at mm-hmm. the, at the end. Um, and even still, I think it's slightly shorter than most of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I saw was 26 minutes, although that doesn't include the 23 seconds of recap, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm glad that they found an excuse to bring Bubble back for one more, <laughs> one oh, more yes. run. Well, that's another line that for some reason I had thought was later in the series. The <laughs> Hoover vacuums broke line. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's funny, you know, Bubble, I think, is the one person that we don't ever see what she's doing on her own. Like, uh, <laughs> just, just to have a... a, a I, I wouldn't want this in general, but like to do one episode that just follows bubble around. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like, I, I don't know if you ever watched Ted Lasso, but there's, um, there, there's one character, uh, that it, it's funny in the second season, there was a big, uh, kind of one of a cliffhanger of an episode and the next episode didn't pick up from that. It, uh, it instead showed one of the other characters and what they did on that night. And they went off kind of like if you've seen the Zeppo in, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is a case where you have one other character that's off mm-hmm. on their own while everybody else is on their main main plot. It's brilliant in its own regard. And like, I, I want to see that with Bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. Although I think we know that it would be just 28 minutes of her trying to answer the phone and picking up various <laughs> objects. And yeah, I'm, I'm like not sure you could... And, Shoes I'm not sure you could sustain an entire TV remotes. episode from that. Granted, <laughs> I, I think it would have to be sustained more along the lines of like whoever she bumped into. And again, like like mm-hmm. the beard after dark, I think it would be just her wandering around and having these random these randomly crazy encounters <laughs> with occasional uh, calls from Eddie in the middle of it. A day in the life of bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that would be charming. Life uh, in a bubble, if you will. Life in a bubble. Um, well, you know, getting back to Patsy and Adina a little bit. Oh, yes, I, I'm I think, sorry. Oh, no, 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 not at all. That's uh, that's very good commentary, I think. Um, with Patsy, I I think it's fun. I, I don't know if she is trying to do, like, a Magda monologue when she uh, tries to explain what she wants to do and everyone laughs at her, and so she just can't pull it off, or if it's meant to be something different and kind of dumb. <laughs> or at least... Um, adventurous in a way that's never going to happen in America. Well, I mean, it's interesting that Patsy is also, her rant is about bringing back the classics and the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, again, 
as with everything else, kind of stuck in the past type of thing, and, yep. and uh, you know, touting themselves as that they are, you know, thinking that they're still young and their attitudes or whatever, where they're actually behind, and this is where it kind of bites her on the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's fascinating in its own regard. It's also interesting how much of the success that they've had, or even all the past stories that they've told, are really, you know, all the, all the fantastic times that they've had, how much of that has been stuff that was in their own mind and in their own ways. <laughs> Uh, how, how much of, of you know, we're, we're led to believe that they had this both this fantastic swinging life and now it's just catching up with them. And that's certainly one way to read it. But it's you also have to wonder how many stuff like, you know, we find out during the sex episode that that Eddie, in fact, was passed out during uh, during that entire <laughs> during thing. the so orgy. It, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to read too much into that, but it's it's interesting thinking about how much of an unreliable narrator there is there and and you know i would like to see a little more of of um well we do get more of it later on in the series of of sappy in college or out in her own um certainly the uh the episode with the play is probably one of my favorite episodes of the the later uh series but um, yeah quite good i mean i think what you were mentioning about sappy earlier i think what we see with her is that you know she expects to sort of be among her people at university and she still isn't because (laughs) even there she is a giant nerd well it's you know it's also the fact that i mean it's funny of course that it's her rebellion mm-hmm. you know the, the rebellion to the rebellious youth is is uh you know she's two negatives make a positive in that regard so uh her being straight laced yeah not fitting in with college being thought of as a time of experimentation and all that but mm-hmm. she's already seen that and and been you know sick of that hence the fact that uh that you know, she wants no part of this and has com and has commentary on it. But of course, the fact that she's also extremely knowledgeable about that sort of thing <laughs> is like, like that's the sort of thing. I mean, I don't know if that works better as a single joke here as it does, but I, I'm curious how much one could make of that premise if one were to continue mm-hmm. that a little further. Yeah, it is very funny. Um, the thing with Adina, uh, she ends up in this uh, new age commune slash workshop. Um, which is, you know, predictably ridiculous. Um, the bit with the stick, (laughs) I I mean, that, that, that shtick, if you will, um, yes, uh, that, that, that has been done before, but it was, Mm -hmm. it was played very well here. Yes. Uh, yeah. Very well done. I, I think it's funny that, I mean, she in some ways takes a, a, a bit of control of the situation. I mean, she's, she's very assertive in that setting in a way that you know patsy is sort of cowed by the the other uh magazine staffers there but uh adina is not where she needs to be but she's Mm -hmm. you know not intimidated i think by the situation well it's it's funny that they play it two ways like uh you're curious okay if eddie comes into the situation uh, with somebody that's all serene and calm that there's two ways that this can go that Eddie is such of a is such a monster, so intolerable that she could make Buddha explode in anger, uh, or, or the the person just keeps smiling, and the more that they smile, the more it drives Eddie up the wall. And really, we got both of those in successive scenes. The scene mm-hmm. with the stick, uh, you know, the teacher was getting kind of annoyed, whereas the latter one was just you know um, them trying to drag Eddie into her, into that world, and Eddie getting more and more exasperated. And um. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, I think the first one works better for me. Uh, although the second yeah. one is more of an excuse for her to leave, obviously. But for some reason, the first one, I think, is is funnier. And maybe it's just because 
um, the stick gag is is always funny. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but also it's it's Adina's personality asserting itself. I think in the second scenario, it could almost be anyone. Uh, it makes Possibly. me want to go back and watch that Fleabag episode now and just uh, yeah. do a little compare contrast. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see what other bits that I want to comment on. Uh, I love I love Magda coming in and and just doing a classic Magda. Mm-hmm. Um, just just beautiful. Uh, what else? And then uh, <laughs> the scene where Eddie takes a helicopter to find Patsy is uh, is pretty special. Um, I enjoyed that, and the fact that they can't quite bring themselves to tell each other that they missed each other, um, and that they love each other. You know, it's funny. Like the helicopter scene. Uh, if if they had spent longer with all the groups being apart you can almost picture the helicopter scene as being the last one and them flying away at the very end. Or oh, really yeah. The code at that I can point. see that. Uh, that said, I'm glad we... Uh, because it's interesting where we end up. It's gl- I'm glad that we get a little bit of tie-up, of, not so much of Safi coming back to the house, but certainly what happened with Gran is a nice little, uh, is a nice little dig. But you know, then it freeze frames on, on Safi being completely pissed off, and that, that's an interesting way to fake out the ending of the series. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. The... Um, Actually, my favorite bit of thinking of the of that helicopter scene was the fact that, you know, it's this reunion, but of course they they can't figure out how to how to land the helicopter, can't figure out how to get <laughs> yes. down the building. Like uh, that that just you know it's the reunion, but the reunion can't even. And in a way, that almost mirrors the fact that they can't tell each other how they feel later on. Again, it's yeah. all of these little barriers um, put up due to you know their, their own incompetence or their own fears mm-hmm. or, or what have you. The thing with Safi is interesting because, uh, again, not remembering exactly how this episode played out, with the freeze frame on her saying it's not going to be like this anymore, I thought, okay, well, the whole coda now is going to be about it being exactly like this, only everybody's older. But it, it kind of isn't. It's sort of interesting how, uh, I mean, it sort of is, but it sort of isn't as well. Um, it It's... It's a somewhat plausible kind of future, I think, uh, you know, with her her son taking after his grandmother um, and her daughter basically being a little clone of her. Um, and then Patsy and Adina are still there hovering around, but they have the, this other place that they live in now. Um, they're not they're not living in the. The same, the same house, house anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, uh, I I want to note as this was in 1995 and so 25 years later is uh 2020 oh what Uh, (laughs) how did we manage that (laughs) yeah so so you know i'll say two things on that number one is you know if they were going to do a reprise of this set in present at present day and have them film it now you know uh um, I'm not sure the old age makeup would <laughs> would be applied quite the same way, but uh, although it's oh God, it's, it's masterful work, particularly image. on Patsy, uh, and, and I love how they hold themselves and and uh-huh. uh, in some cases aren't don't hold themselves. Uh, <laughs> but um, but the other thing I want to know is that it, be, it being 2020, like, can you imagine what COVID would be like for for them? Oh my God. Part of me wishes that they did. You know, South Park has done a few COVID specials and stuff like that. (laughs) I I would have been okay with that. I was saying that AbFab 
you know, after all the specials and all the things they've done, I'm like, it's done. It's it's gone and, and done with or whatever. But like, I I, I would I would watch a COVID special mm. uh, with them like trapped and and it being a little more like we've talked about it, some of the episodes end up looking like a bit of a stage play. Mm-hmm. Um, just picture what that would be like with them trapped yeah. in one room. They tear each other apart in one house. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and of course... Uh, Virginia Woolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The situation with Safi, of course, is, I guess... I'm trying to think if there's any way that it could be possible. I What's suppose that? there is a slim chance it could be, just given what happens later in the series, because she mm-hmm. does actually uh, have a kid later in the series. Yep. Um, and for reasons I shall not go into right now, it could not possibly be either of the two that we see here. Um, but I suppose it's possible that that kid grows up and is gone. And then these are the two kids that she has with a later husband. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 that's interesting. I'd be tempted to save that discussion for if, or, or when we get to, uh, we get to yeah. the later series. Yeah, but, I don't but, remember it clearly enough to really expound yeah. on that. But I think uh, <laughs> it does, even though we were joking last time, I, I think it does uh, give us the opportunity to say, yeah, this is a possible future in a parallel AbFab universe. And we see a totally different thread start up in series four. Oh my God. It's possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, a sci-fi series. We didn't know that until now. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Fabulousness. <laughs> uh, can you imagine them all meeting? Oh, Helena Bonham Carter meets uh, meets R. Safi. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Abfab. Oh my God! Uh, Infinity cool. Gauntlet would be fabulous. But, uh, yes. <laughs> so. Um, so I really enjoyed that episode. Um, I thought it was pretty great. Um, and now I'm quickly trying to figure out where it fits into the whole uh, set of episodes here. Yeah, and I'm, I think I'm debating I know. that as well. And I've just put uh, it in. I'm doing that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if we have summing up stuff to say about the series. I think we'll save that until after the rankings. Uh, shall we, shall we do that? I know that, uh, we were talking before we started and you said that, um, you haven't necessarily interleaved your rankings. Do you want to do that now? Or do you want to, uh, well, just talk about I, them separately? I, it's funny. I, I would like to quickly talk about the ranking for the season and then, and then maybe do the full okay. thing after that. Okay. Um, Sounds good. Uh, so should we just go through the season then? Sure. Uh, what is your number six? My number six for the season is Door Handle. And, um, and Door Handle is a tale of two halves. Um, I recall liking half of it, the, the first half, pretty well. And then, you know, once they go to New York, oddly enough, that's where it kind of felt like it fell apart a little bit. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I enjoyed the episode, but... Uh, but um, every episode after that kept knocking that down further in the list. And so it's ended up at the bottom. Yep. I think that's fair. Uh, my number, my number six is also door handle, which is good. It means the season improved as it. Yes. 
Number five is number five. Um, I you know it's funny. Two through five, or really three through five, got shuffled around a little bit. Um, and I ended up putting fear in that spot. Um, uh, it's it's a good setup for what comes uh, afterwards, I think. But uh, but. Um, I liked what came after it uh, better. Uh, mm. The one and two, I think, are fairly obvious, um, which really left um, left a couple more. It, and so, yeah, fear fear ends up in that spot. I enjoyed it more than I remembered. I I remember thinking that the last two or three episodes, uh, everything after sex, I remember not. <laughs> After sex, I didn't care what happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I remember, really? like, I remember liking the coda, but nothing before that, and so I was mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised by all of, all of them. But, uh, but yeah, fear ends up um, in the five spot for me. So I have the end in my five spot. Uh, I thought it was terrific. Um, I just thought the other four that we haven't gotten into yet just had a little bit more uh, to them. Uh, and I just like them slightly more, but, uh, it is very slight. Uh, I thought this was a brilliant ending to the series, uh, whether we're talking about series three or the series that comprises series one through three or whatever you mm-hmm. want to say. Um, it is brilliant. It's just that I like the other four better. I, I have, uh, the end as my number four. Um, ah, so okay. it, 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 it edged out fear, but I mean, not by a lot, but it, I, I think, um, the, the way that it ties up, the way that it, the stories end up starting off all on their own end and we see how they, uh, you know, how they kind of need each other for uh, for good or for ill as it is. And, and the way it ties up and the way that it makes a statement about the series as a whole, plus that brilliant ending scene, um, is what put that one over the top uh, for me. And I will say, you know, we've talked about how, like, Blackadder had that amazing ending, and we talk about which series have good endings or whatever. If if the end was in fact going to be the last episode of um, of Abfab, I would count it towards as one of the better series finales that I've seen. I would agree with that. Uh, my number four is Jealous. Um, and here again, it's just a matter of uh, it's excellent stuff, uh, and I just happen to like the other three better. Um, but, but Jealous is, is pretty magnificent. It has that awesome monologue in it, uh, from Eddie, which I really enjoy. Uh, it oh, yeah. has it's probably uh, your best rant in the entire series. Yeah. It, it has, as we remarked at the time, uh, them actually sort of doing their jobs, um, which are a lot more peripheral in this mm-hmm. series than you might expect, uh, from a similar series, um, where you'd probably have the office as one of the mainstay sets as opposed to different rooms in the house. Um, so yeah, great. Uh, just, there are three that I like better. What's yeah, your number I have, three? I have jealous as number three. Hey. Uh, so yeah. Um, so I think we're, I think I'm guessing that they're, well, anyways, I'll save it till we uh, get reveal the rest of them, but, uh, mm-hmm. I have a theory, uh, but, um, jealous. I, I like for every reason that you mentioned, plus the fact that, um, you know, the, the shot of Eddie slugging, um, uh, slugging um the professor uh, yeah yeah that that i mean 
you know, after all, I mean, I think that works especially well because of where it's come in the series that we know yeah. how much animosity the two of them have had for each other or whatever. But the fact that, I mean, I, you know, it's a married with children type of thing, whereas as much as they yell at each other or whatever, if there's a threat that comes from outside the family, they kind of rally around the, uh, rally around the other. And, and the fact that in this case, um, Eddie, you know, Eddie is, uh, for lack of a better word, motherly and, and, and caring or whatever, like she does the, uh, I mean, you know, that's, that's not, uh, that's a side of Eddie we've wished that she's had that we haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, brief, brief side note. Um, I, I think it's it, back when married with children was on, I never would have thought I'd be talking about it in 2020. <laughs> and do you remember like how shocking it was considered that show? Oh Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, like, like, it airs all the time right now, and I do sit and watch uh, episodes occasionally, and, and, you know, the thing is, it was shocking, but it, and but what made it work is, and why a lot of clones didn't work, uh, didn't make it work, is in some ways the same way why AvFab works. It was just people screaming at each other. It wouldn't do so well. It's because mm-hmm. of the fact that the, that the writing, <laughs> when they do the insults, the insults are so imaginative. Uh, it, it, <laughs> yes. re- it really is a credit to the language. And as much as, uh, it, you know, seriously, go back and, and watch how Married with Children is scripted, how the stories are put together, how just, I, I mean, the, the insults are 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 brilliant in, in these long running, uh, it just uh, the particular metaphors that they, they use. I mean, even if it's crass, I mean, look, Shakespeare was crass. Uh, Shakespeare yeah. could be extremely flowery in making it. And I, I think to some extent that that really is the comparison. I mean, you're not getting any, any, you know, this is a sitcom. You're not getting any greater insight into human knowledge or anything like that. But if you want to go towards more of the, again, more of the, the crass level, um, low level humor Shakespeare type stuff, mm-hmm. it's extremely lyrical. And, uh, well, and I, I think that holds in both of these series. Yeah, I, I think, well, to me, what's funny about it is that uh, as like, quote shocking as that series was supposed to be at the time it has ended up being the predominant tone in so many comedies since like i would say yeah i mean i would say that uh, there are a lot more uh sitcoms now that have that feel than maybe the feel of some of the other shows that were around at the time I mean, I actually feel like that that they got a bunch of imitators, and now that they've backed off on that, so there are bits of it. There are bits of its DNA that are suffused through other parts of uh, mm-hmm. other bits of sitcom, but it's not usually playing completely broad that same that same way. But uh, there's certainly bits and pieces of that. I mean, you know, I guess if you wanted to point out about something else that was transgressive later on, I mentioned South Park, uh, which mm-hmm. is. You know, um, that that's more than just a sitcom in its own way, and the and South Park is something for lack of a, even when they take you know multiple sides of an issue or, or decide that they don't want to take a stand on something or whatever they're they're and they're just poking fun at people or whatever they're, they're still making some rather pointed satire in places. Married with Children was never really satire. Um, that mm-hmm. was just, but uh, but um, but. It, it it's funny. I mean, you know, you mentioned transgressive. Don't forget, also the Simpsons was on at that time. That's what remember I was thinking when the of Sim- as well. Yeah. yeah, remember because it was Bart doing the "Don't have a cow" and and uh, <laughs> and you know that that they were people that were yeah, a there was sassy a famous, child. Well, there was a famous bit where I think George uh, George Bush uh, Senior. <laughs> 
uh, famously <laughs> said that you know we wish that American children would be American family would be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. Yes, uh, it's it's you know, eat my sh- eat my shorts was such a tri- again um, married with children was far far worse. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but kids were allowed to watch the Simpsons because it was cartoony and all that. So yeah, uh, and then of course South Park came along. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I suppose in the era of guns and roses, this is like a yeah, this is a totally different topic, but I, I do yeah. think it's fascinating. Uh, so your number three was jealous, is that right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, so mine is Happy New Year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I uh, here again, it's just that the two I have at the top, I think, are are better. Uh, but Happy New Year again is brilliant, um, and we've talked about all the reasons why. Uh, you know, Kate O'Mara's character, um, the insight it gives us into. Uh, kind of Patsy's world and the world that she thinks her sister inhabits. Um, all the great bits like finally eating something. <laughs> uh, 72. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, all of that stuff is is just amazing. And it's, uh, uh, it's one of the better episodes in the whole series, I would say. Although the thing about the third series, I think that gives it an advantage is that some of this stuff you have to earn your way to. Like if Happy New Year had happened earlier on, agreed. I don't think it has quite the same impact that it does after watching these characters for two series. So, and it it does have a little bit of an advantage of of the 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 momentum, not the momentum. What's the word I want? Uh, it's it feels uh, more momentous just because of the weight of what's mm-hmm. come before. Yeah, uh, and Happy New Year was my number uh, number two. Um, mm-hmm. For pretty much, you know, it's funny, like, um, it, everything is barrel shifted, so ours has been one-off, except for the first one, I think. So, uh, so I, I, you know, you've recapped pretty much what I was going to say for uh, for this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about at the time how in some ways it's a retread of New Best Friend, only better in many ways. Yeah. Uh, and, and partially because of the fact that in this case, it's, um, in this case, in terms of it being focused on Patsy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, which is an interesting, uh, an interesting way to go, um, and uh, and that particular interplay because you know the the series is I mean let's face it this as much as the series is Eddie and Patsy it's Eddie's family right I mean it's it's her mm-hmm. you know Patsy is there as as the friend it feels like this is Eddie's show not just because it's Jennifer Saunders but uh, happy uh, happy New Year it feels like it's uh, more focused on the Patsy side. Yeah, and I remember at the time thinking how much fun it was for Adina to be the one making the kind of bitchy asides. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I, I think one of the things that's fascinating about seeing this with Patsy is that it, maybe this is just me, but Patsy to me feels a little more brittle in some ways. And like you're you're genuinely a little worried, I think, when you when you watch her <laughs> whether consciously or not that she's going to crack up as a result of what's going on. Whereas Eddie, it's like there's crisis after crisis and you know, she makes a big deal out of it, but she's sort of used to it. Um, it's funny. I mean, that's yeah. funny because, because Patsy comes across as the more worldly and, and uh, mm-hmm. high status character, right. Yep. Overall that, that, you know, um, Eddie will follow, will follow, Patsy, Patsy was mm-hmm. the one that would probably do a lot of these crazy things, and Eddie would follow, follow along. You figure, uh, but yeah, when all comes, uh, when push comes to shove, and maybe that's why Patsy ends up doing these sorts of things because she has nobody else in her life or anything like that. Eddie 
does have a family as much as she, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I, I can think of families where like the, the family members that are around get the, get the most abuse. The person who's away, like Serge is the, you know, the, the perfect person, oh, of yes. course, because mm-hmm. they're away. And so, you know, Eddie may, may abuse them. But again, we've talked about as with this last episode that, uh, that, you know, you end up, this is it. You're, you're with them. This is where you're stable. This is where you feel safe as much as you're, you're lashing out and so but Eddie has that bit of stability and Patsy really doesn't Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's true and I think also given what you were saying about her being dominant I think when she is rattled it's got to be something bigger uh and and potentially more damaging for her Mm -hmm. that can't just be like a a trivial thing like you know turning 40 or (laughs) being a little rusty at sex um so my number two is fear. Uh, and it's, I think it's here in a, the same sort of way that, you know, goodbye ranked so high. It, it's like, you can't have every episode be like that, but for there to be one, I think is really remarkable. And I think what fear does that really impressed me is that, you know, you have the first part of it being comic, but you also have, uh, you, you just have it turn into, you have all that stuff like culminate in getting high in the bathroom and the conversations that they have there and how it just kind of like very smoothly becomes about their insecurities develops then into a fight develops then into them leaving. I I think it's, we talked about it feeling like drama at the time and I think Mm -hmm. it's really well done. And it's, it's a range that I think a lot of the episodes don't try to have, I think, but, uh, but, but don't have because they're not the same. Uh, it's not the same trajectory, and I, mm-hmm. I think Fear is super remarkable for that. So I, I was very impressed. I, I, it is sad that I had that one as low as I did on my list because I do agree with that. That um, that that ending scene is brilliant, as like you said, all that particular set of twists and turns, particularly for the series and to set up for the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I but I would talked into moving that higher. Well, I, I would agree with you though that. Um, you know, if your thought was that the other ones would be the ones you'd be most likely to kind of stick on and enjoy, I think that's that's more true. Which is like, funny. Fear is impressive, to... but I don't think I would like sit there and just kind of, I feel like watching yeah. an AppFab episode. I don't think that would be the one that I would stick on. Although that's funny, you mentioned goodbye. Like in that case, even though it is, um, I mean, I don't, I don't typically gravitate towards the fourth series uh, anyway. But like that one, I really, despite that, I really would watch again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I know what our number one is. I, I think that was for God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and just to completely spoil any sense of suspense, of course it is at the top of my overall rankings, which is sex. Yep, same here. Um, I mean, what more can we say? It is the perfect Ab Fab episode. We're both tops, apparently. Yep. <laughs> Zing. Um, next, the next show we'll be watching is Bottom. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we really even need to elaborate. It's just the best. Um, yep. Do you want to talk at all about the rest of this series? I don't I don't think we need to necessarily go through in, in detail for all of them. Um, maybe I'll just mention a few facts about my ranking. Go for it. Uh, which is that all of the third series episodes are in the top half of it. Um the other ones that are mixed in with that are uh, Isotank, I have at number two. Uh, Birthday, I have at number five. 
and then magazine I have just under door handle, and I I did go back and forth with the two of those quite a bit. Mm. Uh, the lower part of mine, uh, from the the kind of middle down to the bottom, goes new best friend, birth, hospital, France, death, fashion, poor, fat, and of course Morocco. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's pretty. That's pretty close for uh, for mine. Um, uh, you know, looking back for previous seasons, I mean, uh, Isotank is uh, uh, Isotank Birthday and Magazine were the three highest uh, from the first season that, mm-hmm. that ended up getting speckled in there at uh, like five, seven, and and yeah, there you go, right under door handle. Um, that that fits pretty much for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for series two. New best friend and hospital were the were the ones that ended up towards the uh, uh, towards the top. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, for the other ones, you know, I'm surprised France wasn't higher. I was expecting it would be, uh, but uh, but it wasn't. And then um, yeah, birth, death, uh, fashion, poor, uh, fat, and of course Morocco. <laughs> yeah, it's. We were remarkably consistent here. Like this mm-hmm. ranking thing is a is a big dud because we <laughs> we have the same opinion about it. Although it sort of means we're right. Yeah, exactly. I, I value yeah. your opinion and you value mine because <laughs> exactly. it's our own opinions. Exactly. Um, um, there was a comment I was going to make about that. What was? It? Oh, you you mentioned France. I think the reason that it's not higher for me is uh, even though I enjoyed it a lot more this time than I did before, I, I think it's just there. There's that bit in the middle where they're just kind of running around and mm-hmm. uh, doing sort of non-jokes. Where I'm like, this could have been something funny, but it, it was just them driving around France yeah. trying to look silly. Um, That's true. And and I think that to put it in perspective, um, even Morocco is a very enjoyable episode to watch. It just happens to be the only one that is also extremely uncomfortable to watch. Cringy. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of how that works. But overall, I love these first three series, um, and I remember liking uh, some of the rest of it an awful lot, too. I think... I, here's here's a question for you. Yeah. Uh, sorry, say what you're going to say first. Oh, I was going to say, you know, in terms of other characters that popped up, um, I, I one reason I would want to go watching it again is, of course, um, uh, the person who Safi meets... Uh, Later on, um, we've already alluded to in this episode. Like I, I was amused at the dynamic that he brought to the. Um, oh yes. Uh, so so I, I I would watch it again to see him, and of course to also see that uh, that play episode, which was just mm-hmm. utterly utterly. Uh, that was my favorite episode of uh, of the series. Uh, well, of the later parts of the series. You never know. Our our next series of this show, uh, assuming there is one, I don't want to make too many assumptions. Um, could consist of us just jumping around uh, to the episodes we find most fun to watch. You never know. Um, yeah. So, uh, here's a question for you about. The whole run so far of Starship Podcast Warlock. If you could only watch one of these shows and the other three were going to be lost forever uh, from now on, which one would you keep? So we had uh, Young Ones, we had Black Adder, Hitchhiker's Guide, and Abfab. So 
I, I have a knee jerk reaction and then my uh, and then my reaction to that reaction. Um, and first of all, uh, hitchhikers can go away because uh, the radio <laughs> series uh, the radio series exists and will always exist. Um, yes, agreed. Uh, you know, uh, if, if, you the, if you told me that the radio series had to had to disappear and every sort of hitchhikers and every media would disappear as well, I think I would have to. I'm sorry, hitchhikers is just too much of a seminal part of my life. Oh um, no, no, go. we're we're just talking TV. If that yeah, uh, if that makes so, it yeah, easier. so the hitchhikers yep. TV series goes away. Um, Abfab would probably go away. Um, you know, if we could keep sex and lose the rest of them. Uh, but uh, no, I uh, uh, as much as I enjoyed Abfab. Um, uh, that would be either number two or number three on my list. Uh, and mm-hmm. so my knee-jerk reaction originally would be keep Black Adder. Uh, but, um, you know, I immediately thought, but that means I have to get rid of the young ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, like those those two physically hurt me to decide between the two. I probably would still pick Black Adder, but man, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a cheap question um i i think if the premise of this is i will not forget them um it's just i'm choosing which one i get to keep a copy of to watch whenever i feel like it honestly my choice might very well be abfab um which is interesting i don't know that i would have predicted that because yeah I, i basically know the young ones by heart Mm -hmm. um uh Hitchhiker's Guide goes away for the reason that you mentioned, which is it's it's not a particularly good series. It's just an adaptation of a good radio series instead of books. Um, and with Blackadder versus Abfab, um, I don't know. I think I slightly enjoy Abfab more, and there's more of it. So if I were stuck with only one of these shows that I had to watch over and over... Uh, I would have a lot more Abfab to watch than I would uh, with the rest of them. So maybe it would be Abfab. I, I think mm. for casual enjoyment at this point, it's probably the one that I that I just enjoy watching the most. I just have the most the most fun watching. Um, you know, again, noting that the Young Ones is sort of a special case where it is mm. indelibly etched on my <laughs> brain and is never going to go away. Uh, or be surprising again, for that matter. Yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting comment because um, of of the different series, Abfab is the one that I could probably least quote chapter and verse. I can certainly quote two or three episodes pretty pretty well, but not the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, young ones, yeah, we we both can. Um, Blackadder, I could pretty much do all of series two that way. Um, but uh, and and actually, a good part of series three, come to think of it. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, but yeah, um, Abfab less less so. That's an interesting uh, observation. Yeah, um, that one's a that one's a thinker for a while. That is um, a poser. <laughs> so, uh, do you have anything else you want to say to sum up this uh, series four of our show? Less one special. Well. Um... No, <laughs> I, I I feel like I feel like I don't I either. Said, yeah, everything that needs to be said. I think we have gotten all of it out. I mean, it's possible, of course, that as soon as we stop recording, I will think of something. In which case, it's a good thing that we have uh, something planned 
uh, for next week so that I could yes. immediately insert that into the beginning of the episode. And faithful listeners or people who listen in order um, and are otherwise faithless will know that we have a special episode coming up to cap this uh, this season of our podcast off with. There's something special coming up next time, <laughs> which is uh, we are going to bring uh, my lovely girlfriend back on the show, and which we're I'm excited to watch. about. Yeah, uh, it's always fun, uh, and uh, we're going to watch Spice World together, which I'm um, not so excited about. <laughs> I, I, I want to note that I am I am uh, I am abstaining from alcohol, but man, that's going to be tough. <laughs> I might not. Uh, I, I think you know, just a little bit might might really help you. I think I will drink a little bit, but uh, I I intend to enjoy it one way or the other. I'll talk a little bit more about why uh, this is special uh, to us next time around. But for now, uh, thank you, AbFab fans who have been following along with our journey here. Hopefully you have enjoyed it. Um, If you would like to hear more of it at some point, um, just get you and a hundred of your closest friends to tweet us at Starship Warlock on Twitter. No podcast in the middle, just Starship Warlock. Uh, and let us know. Uh, or if you're like, okay, good, I'm glad AbFab is over. I really wish you'd watch this show that I love um, and talk over all the jokes. Uh, tell us about that one as well. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, enjoy Spice World next week. And until then, this has been Drew. This has been Jeff. And you've been listening to Starship Podcast Warlock. Warlock. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.